Hi, you're listening to Building Business Brands. I'm Tony Gibbs. And I'm Matt Banwell. And today we thought we'd give you a little context as to the reasons for this podcast. So we want to do that through talking about our stories and hopefully we won't put too many to sleep. Matt, who do you think should interview who first? I think you should interview me because I'm really interested <laughs> and you're a better <laughs> and you're you're a better interview. Okay, okay, I'll take that compliment. Thank you. Right. So firstly, I suppose the obvious question is what do you do? Um I would say shorthand, I'm a graphic designer, but the reality is I run my own business and the graphic design aspect of that is a very small part, realistically. The day-to-day involves responding to emails, doing accounts, issuing invoices, looking for new opportunities, and now, strangely, recording podcasts. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. But at heart, I, I am a graphic designer, and my design is always uh, dictated by branding. It's designed not for its own sake, just to look nice. There's a different name for that. That's called art. The design I do is to serve the brand. It performs a function. It is a craft. Do you fancy being an artist after school? Then? <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> That's why I use a computer. Uh, it does, does all the difficult stuff for me. People always ask me if I can draw when I say I have design skills, and usually the answer is no, and they're always surprised to hear that. Yeah, saying that, when you have a logo design project, the first stage is always away from the computer, just with a pencil, trying just different spontaneous ideas. And it's a great thing that I've done when I used to catch the train to work or just idly waiting for something, just sketching on a pencil with a notepad. So you don't have to be a brilliant award-winning artist to sketch things. And similarly, even though as a modern kind of graphic designer, we're using computers pretty much all the time, your best ideas, inspiration for the design, for how things might look, always, always comes when you're away from your desk. It doesn't have to be something as major as going for a walk or or a day out, going to a museum, but just (laughs) having a shower. Um, I think lots of my greatest ideas have, have happened in the shower. I don't know why, I don't know the correlation for that. But but yeah, changing your perspective allows you to, to think clearly and visually too. I've heard that quite a few times, people get the best ideas in the shower. I guess it's something to do with your brain just switching off. There's some kind of connection being made between two different subjects and that sort of thing, which allows you to offer all these quirky ideas. Does that sound about right? Well, the word I love using is immersion. Uh, and I guess a shower is a literal form of being immersed, isn't it? So your senses are focused on one thing and your mind on another. And there's not the intensity of, I must come up with an idea. It must be brilliant. It's almost in, in your subconscious and giving that chance to uh, express itself. But enough about me in the shower, Tony. If I were to ask you, what would you say? What do you do? It's a difficult question to answer these days because I've uh, I've been wrestling with it recently quite a lot. Originally, I went to college to study graphic design. And then on the back of that, I went to uni to study graphic design and did okay. I thought afterwards, 
I'm going to find a graphic design job. And then I was looking for roughly two years and realized that actually up in the north, there's not all that many jobs. You know, the solution would be to move down to London, but I didn't quite fancy that. Not my cup of tea. So rather than move to London or even just move further afield to Manchester, I thought I'm going to try and stay in Sheffield, but what else can I do? And I was working for an accountant for a little while, happens to also be my dad, which was a, a fun experience, but it wasn't quite for me. I don't know if it's because that was logical and I'm more of a creative or what. It's a funny, it's a funny one for sure. Um, from there, I ended up starting up freelance and joining a co-working space at exactly the same time. And I thought, oh, actually, this is quite fun. So I was working as a freelance graphic designer in this co-working space for a while. And I think ultimately I realized maybe that's not for me either, because more recently I decided to make the switch to strategy work, more specifically brand strategy. And even more recently than that, I've been doing uh, consulting work for the odd person. And I think in this week, coincidentally, I've decided to plant my flag in the ground and say, I help independent consultants with their branding. So that's quite a long-winded answer, Matt. I hope that's not too long. No, I, I like I like the idea of planting the flag. I, I trust you designed it yourself. If not, I know a designer you could commission. And when you're saying you've done consultancy for the odd person, I, I presume you mean several people, not that the person you've done consultancy for is, in fact, odd. <laughs> yeah, not the odd person, just... A few people. I've helped some people in various ways and often it's quite like giving advice. I've really enjoyed being a mentor these past couple of years to university students and through that I've discovered that I really like helping people, showing my knowledge and expertise and that sort of thing. So I thought to myself recently, how does this tie into having a job? And I thought, well, maybe I could be some kind of consultant. So it kind of made sense to intertwine the two so to speak. Talk, talking is great. Obviously, work is about doing, getting stuff done. But without talking, what it is you do will invariably be worse. Consultancy is a bit of a misunderstood word as well. There's a slight taboo about management consultants and how much they cost to tell the government how to change the NHS for, for millions of pounds and things. But in my experience, I, I don't know if you would agree, consultancy is simply about saying why it's simply about asking why there's a danger that comes across like a kind of petulant child eat your greens why because they're good for you why because uh they'll give you energy why but ultimately you have to get to the heart of the matter and the root cause of the question being asked i remember the kind of stock phrase for Describing consultants is someone who borrows your watch to tell you the time. I never liked that. What I did like was a phrase that encapsulated more about what I think consultancy is about, which is you don't buy a boiler, you buy a warm house. And to me, that sums it up, the reason for asking the question why. Yeah, so they want the results. They don't really care so much about how they get there. Yes. And the consultant's there to help them get those results. I think that's spot on honestly there's quite a lot to it but there's lots of different consultants and I agree that first thing that pops into my head is the sort of really businessy type that always wears a suit and tie 
and kind of potters along and just turns up and says, do this, do that, and then leaves again. But yeah, I'm hoping to be one of those more creative, quirky kind of consultants that are kind of few and far between. <laughs> well, I've never seen you in a shirt and tie, Tony, so you're halfway there. I'm usually in a shirt, so yeah. Oh, shirt, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not a shirt and a tie at the same time. No, no, not at all. So before we move on, I want to ask um, Matt, how long have you been in business for? Because I feel like there's a really good contrast between us two. 17 years. Um, 2003, I started. And to talk about that, yeah, it kind of preempts what I wanted to talk about with us coming out of lockdown since everything that's happened with the dreadful coronavirus. So 2003... I'd been made redundant as a Lotus Notes and Domino consultant. And if you think management consultants are dirty work, you wait till you hear the phrase Lotus Notes. My God, that's got a bad reputation. Essentially an outdated, very quirky email client, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, but was much as much misunderstood as it was maligned. Anyway, so I was made redundant from that, and I just spent so much effort doing everything you're supposed to do, looking for jobs, networking, uh, recruitment consultants, cover letters, follow-up calls, and it just got me nowhere. So in order to kind of clear my mind, I started volunteering through a wonderful organisation called Reach, who are still going, and they match uh, professionals with professional experience to voluntary organisations and charities who need that kind of help. Because it's all very well, uh, the kind of volunteer who goes and helps out and rattles a tin. And that's great. But also, charities are small, medium, big businesses themselves and need all kinds of professional services. So I went in essentially as a kind of IT support guy because I was the only one there who knew their way around a computer. I found myself doing leaflets, flyers, posters for the jumble sale, for the various services they offered. And after a few months of doing this for a charity in Birmingham called Fresh Winds, uh, I had a portfolio uh, by accident. Uh, and one day, a lady there called Safkiwa said, have you thought about doing this for a living? And I hadn't. <laughs> um, so then rather than dividing my energy between the volunteering and the uh, job hunting, I divided my energy between the volunteering and setting up a business, coming up with a logo, developing a website, trying to get my buddies on board, <laughs> trying to work out how much money I, I needed to find, coming up with a name and all, all that good stuff. So, yes, that was 17 years ago. And the reason I drew a parallel with where we find ourselves kind of post-lockdown now is because it was a, a period of reinvention. And my own work over the last three or four months, working predominantly for theatres and touring musicians, couldn't be a worse combination. So work has dried up. My heart goes out, of course, to all my clients who are affected and best thoughts go to them. Um, trying to apply myself through uh, online learning and just trying to reinvent my brand, um, both in terms of my business, my graphic design uh, services, and also as a person. And I guess that's kind of how we met. Absolutely. I think I'm drawing some parallels here because if there's one thing I'm guilty of, it's not client work, but it's reinventing myself. 
I'm quite keen on the idea of working on the business rather than in the business. And that's kind of the opposite problem to most people. Well, what we have now is a chance to look at, take advantage of the resources that we have gathered through our journeys, uh, your journey through college, uni and graphic design, and now planting your flag as a consultancy and mine through 17 years of, of doing this to, to gather, assess our resources and, and, and to try and apply them. And one of the most, if not the most important resource, although my bank manager will disagree, is, is time. And suddenly we have time because we don't have so much work, but we need to make that time work for us. And sometimes it is frustrating when I had a, an email inbox that was full to bursting pretty much every day and can you do this can you do that Where, where's my delivery um how much for this how much for that and now it's almost as if i get an email and, and i ring a bell and do a little dance because uh things are slowed down so much but don't be frustrated don't despair you'll be okay use that time invest in yourself and the mechanism for doing that is not intangible it is precisely through a brand, whether personal brand or your ongoing business. I like how we've shifted the focus slightly to the idea of time, because time, I've heard it say, is more valuable than money, which sounds a bit backwards because you can spend money and you can't spend time, but you can always make more money, whereas time you never get back. True. Um, you can't turn it back. You can't time travel just yet and we've not seen anyone else like terminator style come back from the future <laughs> so it's one of those things that is incredibly valuable to us that we don't always have appreciation for so it's an interesting one start and, and things will happen i mean you and i independently joined up to the future learn online branding course uh, and here we are now we, we've pitched for work together We've talked about other opportunities and, and we're, we're talking together on this podcast and become buddies and that's great. And other relationships have emerged through joining the Creative Federation, for example. I was on a, a team Zoom call with them yesterday, which was very rewarding. Sometimes it's difficult with the pressures that come, but that reinvention can occur through branding. If you're a business owner and you're not as busy as you were, take that time to look at how your company presents itself. Simple things, obviously, your logo, but also think about your typeface. How's your website? What is the tone of voice? When was the last time you did a tweet? Are there news items on your website that haven't been updated since 2016, for example? What are the answer phone messages on your voicemail? When have the posters in your cafe or tea room been changed? Just little things like this all tie in to the outward projection of yourself and your company, which otherwise known as a brand. I'm glad that you've shifted the focus onto branding because that's <laughs> the entire focus of the podcast, isn't it, going forward? That's what we're here to talk about, or at least that's the plan. Yeah, because I think... It, it makes it tangible. If you say, I'm going to reinvent myself or I'm going to uh, 
refresh or take a look. Now, there's no actual kind of practical application for that other than maybe a bit of meditation or, or mindfulness and stuff, which is great as well. But in practical terms, this reinvention, this refreshing can be done very easily, very quickly by putting your company uh, and its image in, in front of a mirror. And maybe it's something that, that you running a business of, oh, I, yeah, it's fine. It'll do. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I've got a blooming order I need to chase up. I've got to get to this meeting. But if there is a little bit of time now, I think the whole world is perhaps <laughs> looking for a, a new start after we get through this, because we're still not quite out of the woods yet. Uh, and also in, 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 in Britain, of course, specifically, we have the, the new challenge of a post-EU future and what challenges that might bring if ultimately we end up being out of the single market and customs union without a deal. So we need to get our best suit on. We need to get a, a haircut, Tony. Yeah, me especially. <laughs> <laughs> and and this, is a, this is a great time to do it. And I tell you what, it's fun, you know, and... Okay, you know, you might have to get some new letterheads printed and it might be a bit of a pain. You might have to pay someone to get your website sorted. But all of that is easy, sensible, and will put a smile on your face. Now, you can get big, multi, you know, famous organizations like Future Brand or Pentagram or Wolf Hollings involved, or there's people like you and me. And to do it well, yes. It's worth spending a little bit of money on. Uh, you don't just want to get your little nephew to do it using clip art in Word, but branding, whether your business, our business, or the big guys, Unilever, Coke, Nike, is an investment. Yeah, good um, good little plug there for us and our businesses. <laughs> good effort. <laughs> Uh, for anyone listening, don't worry, we weren't trying to salty you too much, but it's kind of mandatory for this first episode, I guess, so... Yeah, it's all good fun. So I'd like to just talk about how this podcast might help you as a listener. So if you, like a lot of the other business owners and consultants I've spoken to recently, are a bit unsure about branding, what it is, what it's for, how it helps, all that sort of stuff, then I hope, or at least my hope, I'm sure Matt shares this sentiment, is that we can help you learn about branding through this weekly podcast and your life will hopefully be changed for the better and business hopefully be changed for the better through these discussions of branding. I should note that on this future learn course that Matt mentioned earlier that we met on, our teacher, if you will, was Robert Jones of Wolf Holland's fame. And he told us that branding is really subjective and there's no real rights or wrongs there so i think i want to make clear that these podcast episodes are intended as discussions and open chinwax about the topic and it's by no means set in stone we're not out to make any grandiose statements and say that branding is this and it will help you do this what we're here to do is help you and probably ourselves too comprehend the subject because it's so ethereal so intangible and so interesting that we think there's a lot of scope a lot of things that we can jimwag about on this topic and it should help you improve your business and your life hopefully it is those things it, it is intangible branding is also pervasive and of course 
when applied to advertising, it is intended to influence us and affect our choices in a kind of subconscious way. So it does, I think, demand critical thinking and discussion. We should talk about it. And you're right. I don't think you know you and I are going to come to any kind of ultimate conclusions or final answers. But I just like talking about it, and I like I like listening to you talking about it too. And I think we should all talk about brands, not just for how we can apply the lessons of branding to our own businesses for our own benefits, but because we are all participants in branding, whether we like it or not. And I just think we should be conscious of that. And sometimes it can help to be able to deconstruct the messages that we're presented to day in, day out, and maybe realign our choices in light of them. Yeah, and going back to how you do most of your thinking in the shower, Matt, obviously when we go in the shower, we use hair products and body things and all sorts of stuff, and they've got brands all over them. That's how they sell themselves to us. That's how they stand out from the others. And perhaps you kind of reach in diminishing returns when you're at that level, and there's like hundreds of shower products out there on the shelves in the supermarkets, but it's still worth doing, and especially so for smaller businesses than you know, Dove or L'Oreal or that sort of thing that can afford to advertise on TV. Yeah. Looking at the brands around us, understanding how they work can inform our own aspirations for our own brands. Um, and a lot of the biggest brands, in terms of their design, their message, is very, very simple. Um, a lot of small businesses confuse, obfuscate. A lot of them use the word solutions in their company names, I notice, which always seems to me somewhat redundant. But yeah, let, let's be let's be participants and students of branding because it's easy, it's all around, and let's just just give it some thought, and then we can turn that inside out. And rather than just receiving messages from all these brands day in day out, we can project our own messages in the same way too. Yeah, and if we're having discussions around it, it takes the pressure off us as well, so we can just chin wag. And we don't have to worry about people calling us up and telling us that we're completely wrong every week. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, wouldn't be fun, but uh, yeah, let's see how we go. We might get a couple of people ringing him. It's your phone, it's your phone number on the, uh, on the description, isn't it? Oh, uh, I've not put it on there yet. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe it'll appear, maybe not. <laughs> okay, so, um, so that's a bit of a... A bit of a chinwag for you listeners, and that's a bit of context, I hope, for my background, Matt's background, and a bit about our goals for the podcast, and also a bit of interesting stuff about branding there as well, which will hopefully set the scene for future episodes. Going forward, it'd be, I think, the ideal to focus on certain topics within the branding spectrum, and then chinwag about those, and quite hone in on those, that'd be the ideal for each episode so we'll see how we go with that does that sound good to you yeah yeah it does uh join in join in with branding join in with brands don't don't just kind of absorb the logos the colors the, the slogans the subtle lighting the, the kind of wordplay and the, these things that uh try and become instinctive just just have an awareness um to allow you to make better choices as a consumer to allow you to become an active 
participant in the decisions you make and to be able to use those things for your, your own business uh, and your own benefit. Yeah, it's all good. It's all, it's all interesting to me. And I, I don't think there ever is uh, an ultimate answer to all this, but let's at least see what we can uh, work out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what we thrash out and come up with. Okay, right. Thanks everyone for listening. And please join us again on Building Business Brands. I'm Tony Gibbs. I'm Matt Banwell. Cheers. Cheerio.